Hello, welcome back to the podcast, Raising a Healthy Family. I'm your host, Natalie Schwartz. I am super fired up about this week's guest. I had the pleasure of sitting down and interviewing Estrella Rogers. She is a licensed clinical social worker. She is a therapist for couples. We dive into how to bring the fire back into your marriage or into your relationship after you have kids. And I think for so many of us, especially when you have multiple kids, um, you're just, you get in the routine, right? And you're stuck in the routine and your relationship or your marriage starts to sometimes take a back seat and the kids become the main focus and running around and going to work and bedtimes and routines and naps and all of the things that you lose sight of your relationship. And I loved this conversation because she really brings it back to how important it is when we focus on our marriage. And she gives us tips and ideas and so many good takeaways in this episode. You're going to want to take notes for sure. Um, And just to like how to even bring the fire back or the spice in the bedroom and having like open communication. Um, So it was good. It was really good. And I think that so many of us sort of suffer in silence, so to speak, because we're thinking we see people on social media and the relationship looks so great or they must never fight or they probably sleep in the same room or, you know, all the things and really um, getting back to focusing on getting to know each other again and finding out that there is still a connection and how to build that trust and how to work back on dating each other again after you have children. And so this was so, so good. I loved this episode so much and I know you guys are going to love it. So let's do it. Here we go. Okay, Estrella, I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. This is literally fate because I was telling you, like I put out into the universe, like I want to have like a relationship expert or somebody on um, to talk about your marriage or your relationship with your significant other once you have kids. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Like, I'm very excited. (laughs) Yes, I know. Me too. Okay. So I wanted to just jump right into this because I think, you know, for most listeners, 99% of the listeners are probably moms. Um, And as we know, once we have kids, I feel like a lot of times um, our relationship sort of gets put on the back burner or takes a back seat because the kids then become the priority. And then if, you know, parents are working and, and you're taking care of kids and you're tired and all of this, your, your relationship sort of takes the biggest hit, I feel. Um, so I was kind of wanting to touch on that. Like, how do you bring back that spark into your marriage once you have kids, even if it's been out for years? Yeah. And, and so here's one of the things, um, you kind of said um, exactly where I was going to go with it. You said, you know, first the kids actually for a lot of people become the priority. So mm-hmm. you actually have to shift your mindset first and even having the idea that I'm going to make my marriage a priority. Um, because what happens is when we shift our minds, once we have, you know, babies and we have our children and we bring them home, like everything becomes centered in a sense around them. And we a lot of times lose sight on the fact that 
if our marriage is not okay, then our family is not going to be okay. And so a lot of times we just really, really focus on the kids. And so the first thing is we have to shift our mindset to really understanding that it's okay for your marriage to be the priority. Like you're not being selfish. You're not being selfish parents for saying, you know, hey, we're going to make a date night. We're going to do this. You know, it's okay to put your marriage first. Okay. So oh, that's so, I'm so glad that you said that. Cause I think it's so, I know people always say, oh, mom guilt this mom guilt that, no. but it is very real. And I feel like it, even you just giving the, the allowance to be like, it's okay to put your marriage first is feels good because I think we are like, oh, that's selfish. Or I should be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I hear it all the time, honestly, you know, I hear it all the time. So um, it's definitely something that um, it's very real. Um, and we, it does have to be addressed. So um, that would be the first thing, right? So okay. understanding that your marriage is first. The second thing would be really becoming aware of what the issue is. So like you really need to assess the situation and say, all right, we have our marriage. What are we missing? What are we not doing? So if it is the spark that we don't have, so why? Like, where are we? So I like to really compare like marriages to a plant. Uh-huh. And so, you know, before you, if you're looking at a plant and um, I actually have a plant in my office that has like one leaf on it. <laughs> so, you know, but before I like bring this plant back to life, I al- almost have to like assess and say, okay, well, what's the problem? Like the soil is messed up. Like, you know, the soil is dry. Like this is happening. So you kind of have to assess it first and then you begin to create your plan. So once you figure out like, okay, yeah we have these issues, then how are we going to solve it? So you're going to write down really what you want out of your relationship. When we talk about bringing the fire back, bringing the spark back, that looks different for different people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, For some people, it's date nights. For some people, Mm -hmm. it's simply holding hands. For some people, it's sitting on the couch and cuddling. Like, But there's a emotional connection also that has to happen as well. And so- you begin to sit and you create your plan. Um, the first thing that I would say is really being able to say, all right, emotionally, how are we connected? Are we connected emotionally? A lot of times when we have kids and we begin to become very busy and then we begin to really put our focus on other things, we begin to actually lose focus on our spouse. And as we lose focus on our spouse, we become disconnected. So we don't really know what's happening in their world from day to day. Um, A lot of times we don't really know what's going on as far as like their friendships. We don't know what's going on as far as just even the things, their likes and their dislikes, the things that have changed. And so the first thing that you have to do is really become emotionally attuned, um, which is really understanding who they are. So before you can even say, like a lot of times people think about Spark and they think about like just the physical attention, Uh um, also an emotional connection that you have to address first. Um, And so the question is, how do we do that? Right. Um, So the first thing I would say is I absolutely love there is a um, card deck. It's by Gottman and it's an app. It's a free um, Mm -hmm. card deck app and it's called the Gottman card deck. And on the card deck, they have something called love map questions. Okay. And the love map questions, basically a love map basically means it's understanding your partner and understanding like who they are, like a map of them. And so it's going to give you a lot of closed ended questions to ask your partner. So it may be like, what's your favorite color? Um, You know, what's your favorite TV show? Um, So just questions like those that have changed a lot of times over the years. And we don't even realize that. 
Okay. Um, it also sparks, I will tell you, like your own, uh, it, it gives you the ability to really look at yourself sometimes because a lot of times, you know, I'll ask a mom, like, well, I'll have couples in my um, counseling sessions and I'll say, you know, well, let's do the questions. And so they'll ask. And like a lot of times one of the parents may be like, you know what? Like lately, the only thing I've been watching is Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So I don't yeah. really you know, what my, <laughs> what my favorite TV show is. And so you begin to realize through the questions that you actually lost sight of yourself. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I would definitely say using, um, you can use the, the app, you can get regular card decks, um, I love card decks because they give you these questions that you would never ask. Um, I'll, I'll even be transparent. Last night, my husband and I, we went um, on a date night last night. Mm-hmm. And every time we go, I take, I try to take like card decks with me or I take, um, I, I'll take pictures of some of the cards and we'll talk about the questions at dinner. Because if not, a lot of times we just talk about the kids or we talk about, you know, work. And I don't want to yeah. talk about that. You know, yeah. I want yeah. to know you. So Either way. So yeah. So doing um, love map questions is really, really good. Um, You definitely want to do also like date night ideas. So when you're talking about um, really building an emotional connection or building a connection, like, are you dating? Right. Um, A lot of times people stop dating when they get, um, when they have kids, excuse me. And of course that's another issue, right? So what do date nights look like for everyone? If you have younger children and you don't have resources, you don't have supports, um, date night may look like you being in your house and being creative. Yeah. Right. Um, so it might be getting um, Jenga boards or Jenga, the Jenga game, putting questions on the Jenga game and playing Jenga while asking each other questions. Okay. Um, you can do um, in at nighttime, if you have a back porch, Put the kids to bed. You can sit on the back porch, take the monitor with you um, Uh and make a little, you know, picnic in the back porch or um, just light up the fire pit and just talk and relax and enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's so good, too, because I think so many people um, just turn on the TV and then Mm -hmm. it's like you're just sitting next to that person, but there's not a connection. And even in my own Mm -hmm. marriage, like you know, that we've gotten into the routine of doing that sometimes too. Like I stay home with both the kids and I'm freaking tired at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And then my husband gets home from work and we're like, okay, we do the shuffle, like get the kids to bed. And then it's like, well, let's like start a show or like, let's watch a movie. And Mm -hmm. then you realize like, we're here as bodies next to each other, uh, but we're not connecting. Like, I don't know how your day went. Like you, you know, like all of that. So I think that that is so good to, I mean, I, we've been in that season of life too. Like when, jo- when Jack was really little, uh, we were like strapped for like a babysitter or we, all, I only trusted my mom and if she wasn't busy, you know, um, then she could watch him. But if not, we, you know, you have to get creative and we've done date nights at home too. So I think that's such a good idea. Yeah. Um, I'll also tell you this. I have this activity, um, that I absolutely love It's called, um, teach you how to love me. Uh-huh. And what you do is, so the couples will take um, index cards. Um, I just like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. I like to use index cards, but um, you can use index cards and each of you will take seven cards and you're going to write down on the cards something that you want from the other person for the next seven days, right? Mm-hmm. So, but what you have to do on the cards is this has to be an act. It's either an act of love 
or it can be something financially, but it has to be $5 or less. Okay. So some of the things that people may put on the card is come home and give me a foot massage. Okay. Um, write a note and put it in my lunchbox for work or put it in my jacket pocket um, when I leave for work. Um, another idea that people have put is like take the soap and write a love note to me on the bathroom mirror. Yeah. Um, come cute. up, come up to me in the kitchen and dance to our, um, our song that we played at our wedding. Um, okay. so they'll put little things. And what I tell couples when they create this is that you really want to think about like, these are the things that I want in my marriage. When I think about my marriage and I think about my marriage being happy and I think about this, this spark that I'm trying to build, um, what is it that I really want my spouse to do? Is it sending me text messages in the middle of the day that just simply says, I love you? Um, you know, what are the things that I want? And so you put them in this bag and it can also be sexual stuff as well. So if you want to to make it even more um, passionate and, and a little more fun, yeah. um, I've had couples that will add in um, sexual things and ideas in it as well. Okay. And so you can you can do that with it. And then what you do is every night before um, you go to bed, you'll pick from the other person's box. So you're going to put your cards in a box or in a bag. Um, you pick from the other person's bag. And then the next morning, whatever that thing is, you're going to do it on that day. Okay. Um, I like to have couples choose the night before because they might have something that they want in the morning and maybe a cup of coffee or something. Um, and so you don't want to miss the day because you, you know, you chose it. Um, you know, you chose too Later. late. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to couples or to people like, how do you, if somebody's like, okay, all those ideas sound great, but like, how do I find the time to prioritize that? Is it literally like scheduling it in? Yeah. So here's, here's what I tell people. Um, there's an example and I wish I, um, could kind of physically do this, but so let's just say you have a jar, right? Mm -hmm. And I take this jar and on the side of my jar, I have rocks and I have sand. Okay. The sand is going to be all of those miscellaneous things that we fill our day with. Um, it could be going to sports practice. It could be, um, you know, my best friend calls me and wants to go, Um, out to eat. It could be, um, you know, TV shows, whatever, all the miscellaneous things. Um, And then you have the rocks, which are your actual priorities. So rocks would probably be work, um, marriage, and maybe kids. But when I say kids, not the extracurricular things, like literally providing for your children, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is if you have this jar and you put the sand in first, the rocks are not going to fit. Okay. But if you put the rocks in first, the sand will actually pour around the rocks. Okay. So real life, what does that look like? That means that you take a calendar and you say, we are going to have a date lunch on Monday at 12 o'clock, whether it be virtually, whether it be, um, you know, I'm going to leave my job and we're going to meet. But every Monday at this time, we're going to have lunch. It may look like every first and third Saturday, we are going to do a date night and it's going to be dinner. But that's the first thing that you actually put on your calendar. And then what happens is as life is happening, someone's going to call you and they're going to say, hey, we're doing this on Saturday night. Can you come? You're going to look at your calendar and you're going to say, oh, I'm so sorry. We already have date night planned. I can't make it. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Somebody, you know, your kids are going to want to do something. Mom, such and such has a birthday party. And you're going to say, you know what? I'm sorry. We can't go because me and dad already have plans. Yeah. And now your marriage becomes a priority because you already have that stuff on the schedule. Yes. Yes. No, I, I love that. And I think that, you know, some people say, oh, that takes the fun out of it or that like, you know, ruins the spontaneity. But it's like when you have kids and you're like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, work, working and all of the things, I think you do have to schedule in time to, um, make your marriage a priority or connect or all those things. And I feel like I, you know, talking with you, I've been so guilty of my marriage. I I mean, honestly, if I can be completely transparent, like the, my marriage has never been my priority since having kids. Mm -hmm. And I feel like (laughs) we've been together for nine years. We've been married for seven Mm -hmm. and, um, it's just now becoming on my radar that like it has to become a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that even having that shift in my mindset to be like, okay, this needs to be a priority and we need to have like some non-negotiables of like planning date nights and all those sort of things just feels different when Mm -hmm. I think about my spouse or think about our relationship. And I can feel that our connection is different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and let me say this um, to the planned, to the spontaneity piece, right? Uh-huh. Um, I tell people all the time, you can have planned spontaneity, right? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? So that looks like you saying, you know, yes, we have our date night and it's planned, right? Uh-huh. And then as you plan your date night, what you're going to do is you're going to do a couple of things. Number one, you can actually get date night cards. Um, which I absolutely love. They're, they have some on Amazon and that's exactly what they're called, date night cards, okay. but they're scratch-offs. Okay. So if you know Saturday is our date night, then what you're going to do is you're going to pull one of the cards, scratch it off, and whatever is on the card, that's what you're going to do for your date night. Oh, that's fun. So it, it actually really is really fun. So um, you can do that. You can also, so I have a couple of couples of, and they actually gave me this idea, which I thought was so cool. Um, but what they did was once they, they got a lump sum of money throughout the year and what they did was they went, and I think they took this particular couple, they took about $500 and they bought gift cards for the entire year. Okay. And so they took all of those gift cards and some of them are to restaurants. Some of them were to the bowling alley, to the um, movie theater, any way they could think of that they would want to go on a date. Mm-hmm. And they take all of those cards and they put it in a um in a box. And when it's date night, they pull one of the cards out and whatever card it is, that's where they go out. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And and I loved it because it's already paid for. Yes. Like, you know, money is not an issue, nor is it an excuse because we paid for this up front again in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like so, when you get your tax return back or something. Yeah, that's, what, that's what they normally do. <laughs> whatever works girl yes yes. you know and so i i absolutely love it because you know it's again it's being smart about it it's being strategic and you know just really saying you know this is important to us and we're going to make it happen um so it works and here's another thing i'll tell people right so 
I'll have, and, and it normally, you know, a lot of times I'll say it is the husband, um, but it's really not always a husband. So whoever's working and, you know, they're, they're busy at work or whatever, I tell them, set an alarm that says, text my spouse, mm-hmm. right? Set an alarm that says, you know, send a funny message, do this, right? And so a lot of people feel like, well, you know, why does he have to set an alarm or why does she have to set an alarm to contact me or to do this? And I tell them, because here's the thing, if I have a meeting with my supervisor or an important meeting at work, you better believe I have an alarm set because it's important and I have to remember it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we get so busy at work that we forget to call our spouse or we forget to send a message. So it's still spontaneous because you don't know what they're going to send to you. So even though they have a plan where they say, you know what, every day at such and such, I'm going to do this or every other day I'm going to do this, but you don't know what they're going to send you. You don't know what's going to come, what they're going to call you and what they're going to say. Right. And so it's all planned. It, It is planned, but you can be spontaneous in what you do during that time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is so true. And when do you think, like, for example, if you're wanting to do this and, you know, make some effort to like sort of bring that spark back or prioritize your marriage and you're feeling like your partner is not on that same wavelength or they think it's silly or they're just like, I'm too busy to do this. Like when, when is the right time or when do you think it is necessary to seek marriage counseling in in your relationship? So to be very honest, I would say now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the moment you figure out that, hey, maybe things are just a little off and maybe we just need to kind of have a someone come in and kind of just help us with some tools or some skills, um, now would be the time, right? Because you're noticing that we are a little off. Like there, there's something that's not right. And maybe you don't know how to communicate your way through that. Yeah. So maybe getting some assistance there. Maybe you don't know the ideas that you know a, a marriage counselor would know. Um, to be very honest, a lot of times people are uncomfortable even having the conversation about the spark. Right. So when we talk about intimacy, when we talk about sex, when we talk about just the bedroom life in general, like many, many people, even in marriage, are so uncomfortable about this that that conversation. Mm -hmm. And so even if you find yourself being uncomfortable talking to your spouse, there are relationship, excuse me, they're relationship therapists, but they are they have niches such as sex therapists. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sex therapists are amazing to, to go and speak to about this subject, um, finding a couples counselor that truly is a couples counselor, right? And mm-hmm. so I say that because you know some of us are trained specifically in couples counseling, and then you have some counselors that kind of um, just have like a general overview, and so it's not necessarily their niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really want to make sure that you're looking for someone that has a specialty in couples counseling. But I definitely say. At any time, as soon as you notice that, hey, our 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 soil um, mm-hmm. is a little dry, um, then that would be the perfect time to reach out and say, you know what, maybe we should go out and speak to a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just say this: what if your spouse doesn't want to go with you? Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, that happens a lot too. Um, then go by yourself. Go by yeah. yourself. 
because maybe in individual counseling, you may be able to learn some things that you can actually do to help your relationship and help yourself as well. And so I I definitely say as soon as you realize that you need some assistance or because I have people that they don't need assistance right now. They're like, you know what? Our marriage is great, but we just want to make sure that we stay this way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's that's okay too. So that's why I say, you know what? The time is now. If you've never done it before, go ahead and try it um, and just really see what you can learn as a couple um, from you know expertise. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've gone to mar- marriage counseling before after our first son was born because I mm-hmm. feel like it was just a whole new world of things. And I had never been a mom before and I was staying home and all of a sudden it was just like, Mm -hmm. it was just a territory unknown, you know? And I'm like, we need to get some, some help to connect better with each other and figure some things out. And it was super, super helpful. And I'm such a huge component of seeking counseling or therapy or whatever, because I don't think that we're born innately knowing how to raise children like like emotionally you know like Mm -hmm. and and how to keep your relationship afloat and together when you throw in having kids and working and being tired and all of that I think that therapists and counselors are such an amazing resource for ideas and just having somebody else in the room to hear both of you, because when you're going to argue, you're going to think you're right. And they're going to think they're right, you know? So having that sort of mediation, I think is good too. Yeah, for sure. Um, And and I will, I will tell you this. One of the other things that I love about couples counseling um, is we have names for a lot of things that are happening. Right. Um, And so what happens is a lot of times, so let's just say for, for instance, um, you know, we know that postpartum is like, a, a very, very real um, diagnosis. And it's a real thing. When women come home um, from having babies, a lot of times, a lot of them go through a depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't know what that is mm-hmm. to a couple or to a husband that's looking in, all he can see is she's not talking to me. She's just being quiet. She's just concerned about the baby or she's not concerned about the baby at all. You know, she's just concerned about herself because maybe this particular woman is just completely depressed in a place of isolation. Maybe she's got her own guilt. She can't figure things out. But you you have all of these feelings, you know, when it comes to postpartum. And if you can't communicate what's happening, then your husband is left to his own imagination. Yeah. And trying to figure out what's going on, right? But when you go to couples counseling and you're talking to the therapist and the therapist says, oh, wait a minute. So are you saying that you've been tearful? And are you saying that you've kind of been isolating or you've been very preoccupied with the baby or you're not working out anymore? You're not doing this. And, you know, she's like, yes. And the husband's like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is postpartum depression. Yeah. Like there's something we can do about this. And then all of a sudden it's like, everybody's like, oh, wow, like we have the power to work through this together. Yeah. So, you know, learning what's happening when you're in a relationship and you're having a lot of conflict, you know, being able to really master the way you guys are communicating, right? Because when you're very critical in a relationship, that causes you to be disconnected as well. 
Yeah. Um, and so when we're talking about Spark and you're learning what the names of these particular um, ways of conversation. So when we're talking about criticism or we're talking about someone that stonewalls, which stonewalls is like when you shut down and withdraw from a conversation. Um, but when you have names to these things, then it's so much more. It gives the couple power because it gives them the ability to say, OK, look, we are just not out lost in, in, in the woods on this thing. Like we know what the problem is and we know how to solve it. Mm-hmm. So going to couples counseling is absolutely very helpful because it gives you that ability to say, okay, these are the issues. Now let's get this spark back in this relationship. Let's get things going now that we have figured out what the issues are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so true. And what are your thoughts like on keeping, I don't want to say keeping, I know that there's some people are going to hear this and they're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe this. But like, what are your thoughts on, on keeping yourself like looking good for your spouse, you know, like maintaining health and all of those things. I think sometimes uh, after kids, we kind of let things sometimes go or, or Mm -hmm. spouse does or whatever the case comes in. And I think I've always been like, I do, I put makeup on every day. I put makeup on for me because I like it. It makes me feel good. I just feel like myself. And I like to, you know, show up if also for my husband in a way that like feels good and like how he first met me, you know? Um, but what are your thoughts on, on that? So I, I do think it's very important. Number one. So let me just say that because here's the thing when you met your spouse and, and everybody can say, you know, well, let me take that back because some people may have met nowadays on the phone, online through texting and things like that. But normally there is first a physical attraction of some sort when you all met. Yeah. I mean, and that's just the truth, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that I will say is if you look at yourself in the mirror and you realize that after a while, like, you know, and, and I'm just going to say like for us women, a lot of times, you know, we have stomach issues, mm-hmm. right? Um, after you have a baby, your stomach just... I don't know. I'll tell you, mine looks like a little raisin still. (laughs) (laughs) Some things are not snapping back like rubber band. That's for damn sure. Things just don't go back the way they used to be, right? Yeah. You know, but if you can look at yourself sometimes and you say, like, I really just don't like this, then a lot of times that's not attractive to the other person, right? Mm -hmm. And so the first thing is what you said, though, is key. Like, the first thing is that you have to look good for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. You want to be healthy for you. You want to be able to have and and spend time with your husband. You want to be able, if your husband says, you know, let's go for a walk, let's go for a hike. Like you want to be able to make the hike, Like you know what I mean? You don't want to have to be like, oh my gosh, like I I can't really, I'm not going to be able to make that. And if you can't, then that's a sign that we need to be doing this together. I need to be doing a little bit more, but number one, you do want to be healthy for you, but you do want to be healthy for your spouse because the same way that, and I'm just going to say this, like, you know, if your husband, when you guys met, and of course things are going to change, but when you met, you know, he's got this six pack, you know, we're 20 years old and like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. And then now we're looking at each other and we're 40 and we're, we're both 60 pounds heavier. Like sometimes depending on where that shifted, you know, that could be unattractive. Mm-hmm. right? And if you're looking at him and you're like, I really wish that he would do something with this, then how is it possible or not possible that he's looking at you saying, 
I wish that she could kind of work this part just a little bit better. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is we need to start showing up for our spouse and we need to show up for ourselves. And it's okay to say that, honestly, because when I look at my husband, like I do, I want to be like, oh my gosh, he is so fine. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to say that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I want to be attracted to my husband. And so, yes, I want him to be attracted to me. When I put clothes on, I want him to say, oh my gosh, like, you know, where are you going? Like, that's yeah. one the, I would tell you, that's one of the things um, with my husband, like he's not a, um, He's not a very good at complimenting. We're still working on that uh, 18 years later. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're still working on that. But the the way that I know that I look good when I'm walking through the door, he'll ask me, he's like, um, but where are you going with, where are you going wearing that? Like, where are you going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, yeah. So I, then I know I got him. Right. Yeah. Um, but it feels good. Like, yes. Feels good to know that you're wanted. It feels good to know that you're desired. Yes, I think that is the thing. It's like it feels good to know that you're wanted by the other person. Yeah. And then I think that it it only encourages or lets that feeling flourish of like keeping things sexy or fun. Because when you're not feeling that way personally about yourself, then it's hard to like mm-hmm. get there or to, to bring that sort of vibe back into the relationship. Yeah. Very, very, very um, hard. And then just to kind of bring it to more of the physical side of it, to be very honest, like if I'm not happy with myself, then you're correct. I'm not going to want to be flirtatious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to want to say, oh my gosh, like, guess what's waiting for you when you get home? Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to want to say any of those things yeah. because the truth of the matter is I'm not happy with me. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have to take care of ourselves so we can show up in that way. Yes. Um, and honestly, and just to say this too, working out with your spouse can also be another way physically of really getting some of the, that oxytocin, which we call the love hormone. Um, But that's a way also of getting some of that together because now we are physically touching. Yeah. Right. So whether it's, you know, we're doing sit-ups together, whether we're walking and we're holding hands, like whatever that is, like we are physically doing something to connect ourselves together. Yeah. And I, I love that too. Like I, I think it's such a turn on to work out with my husband and to know that like, we're both being healthy together because I mean, obviously this podcast is called raising a healthy family. Mm -hmm. I tend to be more of like the wellness junkie health forward. You know, he does all the things cause that's just what his life has been. I, that's just what it is. It's in our house, you know, but it's like when he kind of like steps into my world and is like, okay, I'm like taking my vitamins and I'm <laughs> exercising. Then I'm just like, oh shit. Like this is such a turn on. Thank right. you. <laughs> you know? So yes. I do, I do think that too. Yeah. So, you know, and then I, I will say this on the, cause there, there is a, a physical side to keeping the spark going, right. Or, or reigniting yes. the fights, the, the spark. So you've got this emotional connection, this friendship that you want to rebuild. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the physical side of it, so along with you looking good, you also want to have a physical connection. Yes. So the, the first thing that I, I try um, with couples, and this is uh, um, through also through John Gottman's work, but there's something called the six second kiss. 
I know. You told me about this when we were chatting the other day, and I, yeah. and I told my husband about it, and we did it on vacation. And you feel silly at first, but he was so for it. He's always trying to get a kiss for longer. But it it is true. I mean, six seconds of kissing. I mean, you you go ahead. You explain it. But I we tried it, and it was like, okay. <laughs> but it, And it does. It, it really brings... Um, this spark back. And I tell people, do it at least for a week. Like do it for a week straight at least. Um, Do it when you wake up in the morning and you're leaving the house. Do it when the person comes back. Because once that oxytocin hormone is released, like there's a connection that happens. And it's almost like, oh my gosh, like we haven't done this in so long. And couples, I will tell you, if you notice, a lot of times they don't kiss. Like you'll get that little peck when you're leaving, you know, you're coming home and you're leaving a little peck. But like to actually take the moment to do that six second kiss. And a lot of times it will turn into more than six seconds. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But it's so, it's so true. Cause I feel like we were in that Mm-hmm. sort of routine of like I would just be like okay bye like I'm like walking up the stairs with the, our two-year-old and he's out the door there was no they're like we lost that like kissing goodbye like hugging goodbye like it was mm-hmm. few and far between yes. um and I think so many of us get in that habit because you're just comfortable with the person and you have kids and you're doing all the things that you aren't thinking like, I need to give my husband a kiss on the lips goodbye Mm -hmm. or or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, we don't do it. Right. And so, um, so the six second kiss, I, you know, normally people come back and they're like, oh my gosh, like we had done it in so long. It felt just, it just feels good. Right. Um, so you can do the six second kiss. Um, another thing that you can do, well, so there's this, um, on the, again, on the Gottman app. Um, and like I said, it's a free card deck. Uh, but they have something called salsa cards. Okay. And the salsa cards are mild, medium, and spicy. And the, they will basically give you instructions on things that you can do in and out of the bedroom to okay. increase the intimacy in your relationship. Um, and it depends on the person. It depends on you know how spicy you're, you are in the bedroom and how mild you are. But it kind of goes um, through that. So you can definitely do card decks. Um, that is a great, great resource. Um, asking sex questions. So there's a, um, you can actually Google, there's like, it's like 150 um, sex questions to ask your spouse. Um, There's some actually even on Pinterest and some other places, but um, asking each other questions about what are you comfortable with? You know, what is it that you like? What do you don't like? I have met probably, I don't know, I've met, I don't know how many couples, I've worked with over a hundred couples, more than that at this point, but um, each couple I, I meet, especially my uh, older generation couples. Now, my, these younger couples, they, they seem to be a little more open to having the conversation about sex, mm-hmm. um, the younger uh, individuals that are coming up. But the older couples, a lot of times I'll ask them like, you know, well, have you had a conversation about your likes, your dislikes, like those types? of, And they're like, no, like we've, we've never talked about sex. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, you have to have the conversation because you have to be able to know, you know, what you want to do in the bedroom. And so, uh, like I said, a lot of people don't have that conversation. Be open to having that conversation. Um, Be open to playing games. Yeah. That's another one. Like you can, again, you can go on Amazon, you can go to the local store. Um, There there are sex stores everywhere. Um, And you feel like, oh gosh, I don't want to go in there. Like, 
I'm like, you're married. Like you are married. You two can do and go anywhere you're married. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and, and it's funny because single people, so single people talk about sex all the time. Like, you know, it's the greatest thing ever. And married people, we keep it so quiet. Uh-huh. Isn't that um, funny? Yes. And I'm like, no, you're married. You're the, you're allowed to talk about it yeah. as much as you want. Um, you know, but like, so games are, are fun sometimes as also, there's a lot of games out there, um, dice games. If you just want to do something simple, um, you can order dice off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, play those games, but there, there's a lot of games you can get. There's books, um, that you can read together. Um, and so I'm actually looking because there's a book actually that I'm, um, in the process of reading right now. I don't know if I can even find it right now, but, um, nope, I think I left it, but anyways, there's books on, um, how to increase, um, the intimacy in your relationship. There's books on, um, you know, just really even sexual positions, right? Uh-huh. And again, people don't want to talk about this, but I'm like, you're you're married. Yeah. So you can have these conversations with your spouse. You can be as creative as you want to. And then you begin to learn, okay, we don't want to do this. And that's okay too. We don't want to do this. We don't like that, but we love this. Yeah. So, you know, you bring these things into your, your relationship and you begin to see the spark, mm-hmm. you know, um, go do ahead. you, have you worked with couples or the advice for cu- people who are like, I'm just so tired. Like, I feel like I don't want to have sex or sex is just like once a month, you know, or mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, once a month, we haven't had sex in six months. Yeah. Um, you know, believe it or not, it, it's a very real thing. I, I've had couples that haven't had sex in a year. Yeah. Um, and it's because at that point, normally they are two ships passing in a household. Yes. Um, they have kids. Um, they live a, a life that everybody thinks is, you know, absolutely amazing to the world. They think that everything's okay, but they have absolutely no connection, whether it's emotional, physical, or, or, or friend, friendship wise, nothing. Right. And so to those couples, I say, those are the couples that you have to start first with the emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to rebuild that trust. You have to rebuild the ability to be vulnerable with one another um, because sex is a vulnerable. It, it, it's very, it's a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to first rebuild that friendship part and that emotional connection. And then you can begin to really go into the um, physical piece of that and the physical piece of sex. Now, the other thing is intimacy outside the bedroom. So that's when we're looking at the compliments, mm-hmm. um, really growing the fondness for your partner. So that's going to be, you know, you, you, the flirting, right? Um, we don't, a lot of people don't flirt anymore. Yeah. Like it's okay to flirt. It's okay to whistle at your husband or your wife. It's okay to send them a text message. Um, I do this thing every Friday on my, well, I do on my social media every Monday and Friday. Um, Mondays I have, it's called Make Them Smile Mondays. Uh-huh. And um, so basically I will literally write out a text message or since I'll say basically send your spouse a text that says X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I literally um, write it out and it may say, I can't stop thinking about you. Or um, it may say be something simple like um, my my face is hurting so much because I've been smile, smiling so hard thinking about you, right? And yeah. so on Mondays, we'll do that. On Fridays, 
I have Freaky Fresh Fridays. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. So, I, yeah. I love you. I love it. So I literally, they'll give them a text message to say to their spouse. And like this Friday, it said, send your um, spouse a suggestive um, love song that makes them want to, you know, come home to you. And then I said, in an extra bonus, if you put on the text, hurry home, I can't wait to see you. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and then I even gave them like an example of a song that they could actually send. And it's so funny because I'll be, I'll do these text messages and I'll put it out there. I'll put it out there and people will actually message me and they're like, oh my gosh, this was the response. Oh my gosh, this is what I got. And so, you know, you, you have to try to do something different to try to get that connection back. So it's okay to send suggestive text messages or sexy flirty text messages throughout the day to your spouse. Mm -hmm. Try it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so true. I, I just took our two-year-old to, um, California is where, um, I'm from San Diego, more living in the good old Midwest right now, <laughs> just not San Diego, but I took our two-year-old to go visit my mom in San Diego and my husband stayed behind with our six-year-old because he had work and stuff like that. And so like, I was like, you know, sending him texts and stuff. And I felt like it created this sort of, connection that was almost like, oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. like I had never really done that before. I mean, we really haven't been apart that much, mm-hmm. you know, but it, I think it is so true. And at first you feel kind of silly doing it or like, what mm-hmm. are they going to think? But it's like, you know, you're in, whether you're married or you're in a committed relationship or you've been together, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I think that it is important to sort of keep things fun or spicy in your relationship. Absolutely. It's funny because um so I, I will send like when I post these things, I I'll send it to my husband and um I sent it to him yesterday and he sent me that um there's like a, a gif or uh-huh. a, a gif where the guy's like driving home really fast. Yeah. Um, so, like, so that's what he sent me. And my face just like lit up like so hard, like I could not stop smiling. And I'm just yeah. like, this is the feeling that you want. This is a feeling that you desire. And so you do have to put yourself out there. It it can be um, a little scary if this is new to your relationship, right? If it's something that the two of you have never done, or maybe you don't get it back in return Mm -hmm. all the time, but it's okay to say nice things to your spouse. It's okay to say, wow, you look really good today. Like I see you trying. I see you, you know, putting forth the effort. Like you, you know, Wow. You know, it's okay to do that. And and what happens is, because I'll tell you this too, when we talk about the sexless relationships, mm-hmm. when you talk about sexless relationships, a lot of times what happens is there's also been a lot of contempt that's built, a lot of resentment, mm-hmm. um, all of those things like come into play. And so one of the things is that when you start to compliment them, and that means that you're now looking for good things in them. A lot of times we only scan the environment for the negatives, mm-hmm. right? And we may say, oh my gosh, all he does is care about going to work. Like he goes to work every day and then he comes home and that's it. Um, I can change that and I can say, you know what? I appreciate you for going to work every day and being a provider for our household and for our children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's so powerful. Cause I have been there too, where it's like, mm-hmm. I've focused on negative, 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 And that resentment just builds, builds, builds. And then it's like, okay, wait a minute. Like I have the option yeah. to do that. And I also have the choice to 
think about all the good things that you bring to the table or all the good things that you are doing and focus on that. And, you know, it, it slowly starts to shift your perspective of that person. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I think at that point too, like it's probably helpful to get some marriage counseling or, or therapy, yeah. you know, when the resentment has built and you're not yeah. having sex and all those things. Cause marriage is freaking hard. I don't think that I, you know, and obviously we live in this world of social media where it's like everyone looks perfect and everyone's sharing happy stuff. It's like nobody's sharing like, hey, we haven't had sex in six months and yeah. he sleeps in another room, you know, and I've had clients too where they've divulged information to me about like their marriage, you know, and I'm just like over here trying to get him to eat more salad, you know, so I'm just like, okay, you know, and it's it's true. It's like there's so many things going on privately in people's relationships. And um, especially when you have kids, I think, gosh, this conversation is just so important to have and the work that you do is so important because bringing that connection back, because nothing feels better than when you are connected with Mm -hmm. your spouse, because parenting is intense. Yes. Very and to have somebody to do it with when you feel like you're on a team rather than, resentful or you know separate mm-hmm. it just makes such the difference absolutely um and, and here's another thing i will say um when you, when you said that it reminds me too of taking out the butt right and what does that mean what that means is when you all say so when you know i have couples and i'll say hey look you know you guys really need to try to go on a two day vacation like, see if you can figure out if you can just get away for two days, two, three days. Because most people have not. I have some couples that have been together for 10 years and never been on a vacation ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you know, try to get away for two days. And what I will hear always is, well, we would like to do that, but. Yeah. Um, you know, we would like to do date nights, but, you know, we would like to read this book or go to this marriage workshop, but. Like, there's always a but or a reason why they can't do that. We want to have fun in our relationship, but, you know, and I'm like, you have to take out that, but, and it has to be, we want to go on vacation and this is how we're going to figure it out. Yes. You know, we want to do this and this is how we're going to figure it out. Because if I told you that you had, there was, here, here's what I will say when it comes to funerals, If someone passes away in your family, I have never seen people so quickly figure out how they're going to find a babysitter uh-huh. and how they're going to get to a funeral. Yeah. They will figure it out. Like I I have seen people say, we can't do it. We can't find a babysitter. But then somehow they'll come back and they'll say, oh, we went to a funeral. And I was like, oh, you like, where were the kids? Yeah. Oh, well, we got such and such to watch them. And I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, but when we tried to plan a date night. We couldn't plan a date night. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that funerals are not important because they are. Yeah. However, your spouse is alive with well, you. Well, you don't want your marriage to be the funeral. There you go. I like that part right <laughs> there. Right. And so it, it's like, we can find babysitters for so many other things. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the couple, they cannot seem to figure it out. So I always tell people, take that butt out of your conversation and let's figure out how we are going to make this work. 
Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? And it may be that, you know, you can't do a whole two days. Okay, fine. Go for a day. Mm-hmm. You know, go, there's drop-in child cares. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, um, you can, you can get, uh, I think here in our area, we have like something called care.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's care.com. There, there's a host of things that you can do to figure out how are we going to make this work and make this a priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And I know I just emailed you, but we just went away for three days and three nights, um, to Florida, just the two of us. And it was just so nice to just Mm -hmm. reconnect, be on our own schedule, you know, without the kids and having to like, you know, they're very needy ages, six, you know, and two, and they're talking and you know, all the Mm -hmm. things. It's like my husband and I just like always start a conversation and then we're interrupted and we're just like, never finish it. Um, so it was just nice to, to, to have that time. And, um, God, it's just so important because we've gone through years in our marriage where it's been like we haven't made that time or we mm-hmm. haven't, you know, mm-hmm. been alone without, you know, the kid or or something yes. like that. So I do think yes. it's so dang important. And I know it seems sometimes daunting or hard or we have excuses, but gosh, it is really worth it in the long yeah. run. It, it's very worth it. And so, you know, it, it, it's just a matter of really showing up, really showing up. And like I said, really making it the priority. Um, and you got to have the conversation, yeah. you know, you got to have the conversation, um, with your spouse. And so, you know, I, I definitely want people to be comfortable in that, you know, and then have fun. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say they're like, they don't want to get married or, you know, once you've been with someone, and even if you're not married, once you've been with someone for a long time, like, you know, people feel like the fun has to go out of, oh, you have kids and everything has to be about the kids. No, mm-hmm. you can have fun with your spouse. Yes. Yeah. You, know, you can have fun. So figure out what that is, you know, and whether that is like just, you know, maybe even having fun and going to see a comedy or, um, oh my gosh, let me tell you, um, <laughs> I just thought about this. Um, I had a friend, they, and she was a, another therapist. Um, they are now married for, I think now they've been married for 52 years. Oh my God. Um, yeah. At the time, I think they had been married for 25. I was, I was younger, a lot younger than she was. Um, and so, what happened was we were we were talking. I said twenty five. No, I'm telling the story because, anyways, it was a while ago. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I I did the math in my head. But anyway, so she and I were talking at work one day, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, me and my husband had the most fun last night." And I said, "Well, you know, what'd you do?" And she was like, "We went house hopping, and when they went house hopping, they turned people's pictures over." Oh my gosh! And I was like, "What?" And she was like, she was like, we went to like five different houses. And when we, before they left out the house, anybody that had pictures, like, you know, sitting on their mantles, yeah. they, they turned the pictures down. And I was just like, oh my God, that is I was like, what in the world? You know? And, and she yeah. was just, like, it was just fun. She was like, you know, we didn't do anything harmful. And she was like, the last house was their pastors. Oh my gosh. That was so funny. And she was like, but they did it. And you know, they ran out the house and she was just like, but it was so fun. And it was something that they had never, like, I think they read it somewhere. Yeah. Um, But they never thought to do it. And so, but they had fun. Yeah. You know, they had fun. And it's okay to have fun 
in in marriage. It's okay to go and, you know, say 12 o'clock at night and granted, you got to have a babysitter or something, but um, depending on the age of your kids, but it's okay to run 12 o'clock at night and just say, you know what, let's just go and grab, I don't know, some ice cream from the late night parlor parlor that's open. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's so true. And I loved this conversation because I think that making, you know, you have to make that time and just to wrap it up and, and for people. So what are the cards again that people can get to have connection? So you can go on your, in your app store and it's the Gottman card deck. Okay. Um, and those are free. Okay. There you um, go. Money yeah. can't be an excuse on that one. No, it cannot. And then you can go on Amazon and I think they're $19 and they're called date night cards. Okay. Um, and those are the scratch offs. Okay. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you can also get conversation cards. Okay. Perfect. Just, just to reiterate that, because I think that those are great ideas, especially for connecting, even if you're just going to be at home and do a date night instead of putting on Netflix or something like that to do the cards and just get talking and interested in each other. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. Where can people find you? What is your website? What is your social media? Yeah. So my um, website you can go to for coaching, you can go to www.starlevelcoaching.com. Um, I'm also a therapist, so you can go to um, www.withoutlimitscounselingservices.com, which is in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Um, my social media is Star Level Coaching. Star Level Coaching. Yes, ma'am. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and I'll put those in. I'll put those links in the show notes of this episode too. Thank Absolutely. you so so much. Thank you for having me. Thank oh you my so gosh. Much. I enjoyed this so much.